My name is Ian Campbell McKenna, and in this procurement in five minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. In today's procurement in five minutes, I welcome the founder of the work psychologist, Sarah Jane Last. Now, she is a self-described human dynamo who helps organisations achieve their potential by tapping into their most precious asset, their people. Now, Sarah is a business strategist, business psychologist and executive coach who will answer the question, soft skills, why are they important for procurement professionals? Hi, Ian. Well, firstly, thank you so much for inviting me on to your podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. So soft skills, why are they important for procurement? To be honest, they're important for every single role in every organisation, whether it's procurement or marketing or leadership. And where we see things coming a little bit unstuck is soft skills mean different things to different people. You know, essentially, they are more of your untangible people skills that you can't measure as easily as you might be able to some of the hard skills. So it can be common sense, focus, empathy, friendliness, manners, all of these kind of things. I mean, essentially, there's a very, very, very long list of soft skills. And if you think about the advancement of AI and how much that is going to impact procurement but all roles soft skills if we take it as a general term are going to become more and more and more important but what we like to do when we go into organizations is first of all look at what kind of soft skills you think your organization and team are going to need in the next 3, 6, 12, 18 months. And it will be different from every organisation and every sort of brand which you're operating. So that's the first thing to do. What are we really talking about here in terms of soft skills? And then you need to take it down to the deeper layer. So for example, creativity, it can mean different things to different people. So really spending some time, whether it's observing in meetings, whether it's focus groups, whether it's surveys, really trying to articulate and understand, you know, what exactly do we mean by soft skills? Because by their very nature, they're different in different people. If you think about all the creative people that you know, at one extreme and one spectrum, you might have film directors and singers and visual artists or someone could just be very creative in the way they approach a meeting or the way that they run the office party. So it's really important to spend some time thinking about where is our organisation now, where is it going and what does good look like in terms of the soft skills that we want to increase and get more of and enhance in this department in order to meet our our team and organisational goals. And one really good way to do that is through the use of psychometrics. Now, the last time many of you probably used a psychometric was when you were doing your sort of graduate entry job in lots of the big companies, especially the big four. They're they're commonplace. Lots of the big banks use them at all levels of the organisation. But any CPO and any leader can really quickly understand, well, what have I got in my team now? Lots of leaders, you know, maybe inherit a team. We're all working virtually. So how do I know 
what the benchmark level is for soft skills and what we need more of and what we need less of. So just to sort of summarise, the first thing we need to do is really kind of understand, well, what do we mean by soft skills? Because it's such a vague and ambiguous construct. Then looking at the team members and going, right, well, this is what's important. What have we got already and what do we need more of? And then either you recruit for more of those soft skills that you're missing or you develop and train and grow your people so the soft skills can be enhanced and developed. And that really is, in a very sort of brief summary, the the best way to do it. Soft skills are going to get even more critical in every single function, every organisation. But where we see it maybe not being done in the most sort of evidence-based and methodical and data-driven way, it cannot have the impact that the leaders are looking for. So for example, you might run a training course on communication skills and giving feedback for your whole company. And unless you have an environment in your team where that is supported and facilitated on an ongoing basis after the training course is finished, those soft skills aren't going to be embedded throughout the organisation. So you need to take a very holistic and 360 approach to developing soft skills because it's not something you can just tell someone once, send them on a sort of two-hour workshop and then expect them to suddenly be a slightly different person. Um, It's also worth mentioning there is a construct called learning agility and the higher someone's learning agility, the more likely they are to be able to improve and develop their soft skills. So they might not be particularly creative, but if they're very high in learning agility, they will absolutely put 150% into trying to be more creative. So there's lots of different tools at our disposal that psychologists use on a day-to-day basis to work out the soft skills that you need for the future, work out what you have now and work out how you can help the different members in your team to grow in terms of their soft skills development. Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide. And of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now and have a great and a productive day.